Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. To another episode of the Best Bets show here on the Field of 68 Network, we are the Three Man Weave, and we are sponsored, of course, by Bet Rivers. I'm Jim Root, your host today for the special Sunday edition. Ignore the World Cup. Ignore the NFL. It's a great <laughs> day for college hoops, Kai. So many elite matchups. Mm-hmm. But before I get your takeaway from yesterday, quick shout out to Bet Rivers. Folks, if you are looking to bet on college basketball right now, today, or even this week, use their parlay boost. If you're doing four or more legs, 20%, get a little boost on that payout and beat the VIG, beat the the, the juice that they're trying to take from you. Uh, it's big time if you're uh, if you're betting on Bet Rivers. So make sure you use that. Kai, what did you see yesterday before we get into today's slate? Jim, let's talk Maryland. You have my attention, Terps. You have my attention, Kevin Willard. Matt, beat down, man. They killed Slu. Killed him. Look good. So impressive. Dante Scott, real deal. All right, I'm bought in. Maryland, I see you. Are you selling SLU, Kai, as a result of the effort? I'm not still selling SLU. Okay. I'm not selling SLU. We will talk about SLU a little bit later. I have some thoughts, but uh, we can holster that till the, the rundown. Uh, Jim Pepperdine is my takeaway. The waves remain wavy, um, despite some very adamant opposition from us that UC Irvine would be the better coach team, the team in better form. Um, the waves got down early and they responded. They're roster is awesome i've said it a million times in the show before i'll continue to underscore how good it is and for all of the um jokey jokes we've made about that team in the past um when you have you know three legit pro prospects it sort of kind of negates all other warts you know talent trumps all in this game so uh the waves look awfully good to start the year that they do matt another west coast conference team that looks great that would be saint mary's that's my takeaway from yesterday they just continue to murder really good mid-major competition like hostrom might win the colonial and saint mary's boat raced them by 30 put them in the hurt locker held them to under 50 points one of the best you know 50 offenses in the country that hofstra pride offense and saint mary's put them in a locker i bet saint mary's 20 to 1 to win the west coast conference while Gonzaga is getting beat down by Texas, I think that's a worthwhile wager. Gonzaga hasn't looked great, and St. Mary's looks ridiculous. I mean, look, I don't think it's a coin flip, but I think there's value in, in 20 to 1. So, Yeah, Jim, you mentioned a lot of those books have not uh, adjusted their prices. So if you can still bet those now based on some early results, now would be a great time to hop in. Yeah, Florida State's not winning the ACC, so find, find value there. Um, hmm. Okay, Gonzaga, I just mentioned them. Let's get right into the rundown here, fellas. They are hosting, well, semi-hosting, a big game tonight in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Kentucky continues a really tough early season schedule here. Kai, the Zags, they've had some shaky efforts so far. The All the way back to the scrimmage against Tennessee where their defense looked terrible. 
defense looked awful again against Texas, even the the effort on the carrier against Michigan State, real coin flip game. Do we think that Kentucky is just kind of better right now as it stands today? And is that going to be trouble for the Zags? I don't know. I still think we're being a little bit alarmist with Gonzaga. They did get trounced by Texas. Uh, as we kind of feared, the ball handling was not there for them. And it wasn't just the guards, Matt. They had 20 turnovers. Their bigs had, I think, nine or eight of those turnovers. They shot the ball fairly well, but Texas's defense was swarming. They couldn't really handle the athletes. Kentucky definitely has those athletes. I am a little bit worried in that sense for Gonzaga. Uh, Sheboy versus Timmy is obviously the highlight here. I'm excited to see that game, or excuse me, that matchup. I, I don't think the Zags can keep Sheboy off the glass, but I also think Timmy's going to get his as well. Um, the question comes down to the guard play. Right now, Kentucky's, Kentucky is probably better, Matthew, in that realm. Plus four right now at Bet Rivers. I'd probably lean towards the Wildcats. Yeah, at the number, it's sort of a stay away for me. I was, if you're, if the line had opened closer where Ken Palm has this game, which is basically one, a pick em, um, I'd be inclined to take the Zags and what's effectively a home game. Just seems like when they get a big team to come to their neck of the woods, it's just such a ripe spot for them to prevail. But again, I think the four points that we're sitting at now, Jim, for a Kentucky team looks pretty damn good, in my opinion. Um, and I almost would give the edge to Kentucky's perimeter. In this yeah, matchup, as crazy as that is, okay, yeah, I just it's it's even saying that out loud, it's like wow, really, we're going to sell Gonzaga's guards, but in this matchup, yeah, I think Kentucky has the better guards, the more athletic guards that can that can bother, um, that can bother the Zags there. So stay away from me. Um, another one where I'm just looking forward to putting my feet up, getting the popcorn, and observing as a spectator. Matt, how much did you give for home in Spokane in this one? Two. Too. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's it's tough to figure. They did play there last year. Remember, this is where Alabama smoked Gonzaga. Smoked them, right? The yeah. It's arena. it's not the same kennel. Let's get hype vibe to me. So it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Gonzaga's guards will figure it out, but they're not there yet. Like there maybe there's some Nolan Hickman revenge angle motivated. He committed to Kentucky and now he's at Gonzaga. So this is like a, a probably a pretty big one for him. But he hasn't been super sharp to start the year. The the Salas developments, like they're all just kind of sorting their roles out. Chat's big on who's stopping Oscar. Yeah, agreed. Like I think he's going to be all over the glass. Definitely seems like he'll have 15 plus rebounds. The one mm -hmm. thing I like for Gonzaga here is that it's a team that will run with them more, whereas Texas and Michigan State have like elite transition defenses, kept them out of uh, moving in transition. And that's where Gonzaga gets so many easy buckets kind of lean towards the over i think this will be up and down yeah track meet i agree style. with that um but it's at 155 and a half obviously that's not like some some low bargain number uh, but that would be my lean on this game side i think the the spread is about right all right let's go to vegas let's go a little bit south from spokane down to sin city got the championship game of the roman main event matthew i don't think we expected this to be the matchup virginia and illinois two orange fan bases both were really loud in the T-Mobile arena on, on Friday night. So should be a great matchup between two teams that played awesome in that game. What are you looking at in this matchup where Illinois is a very slight favorite at minus one? Uh, well, first of all, I like the under quite a bit. I think this is Virginia's pace. And I think Illinois half court defense um, in general, offensive flow will settle into what, uh, what Virginia dictates. Um, but from the side perspective, man, I, I really want to bet Illinois. I just think the matchup gives me concerns I don't trust Illinois' shooting. I know they've shot ball really well so far. They have many good shooters, um, but this Virginia defense is still a different beast. So I, I don't quite trust them um, in this spot here. So I stayed away, Kai. I'd like the under. I think this is the a, a Virginia paced, dictate, dictated type of game, and shots aren't falling at the rate that they fell two nights ago. Very simply. 
Yeah, in, in the past, it's very difficult to control the pace against Virginia. They usually win that war, so <clears throat> it probably will be played at their pace. Illini are looking to get up and down this year, especially without Coburn. Matt, it's really Virginia's offense that's been impressive to me. I mean, 1.28 points per possession against Baylor. Uh, wildly impressive. Obviously shot well, but that's fantastic. Uh, defensively, Baylor scored pretty much whenever they wanted. Is Virginia shooting sustainable? I saw Illinois' defense against UCLA. They look good. They're flying around. They're athletic. Uh, that could cause the Hoos a little bit of problems. I, I'm not betting on this one, Jim. I had a lean towards Illinois as a dog. I believe they flipped to a fade, though. So I, I will yep. probably be staying away. Yep. Illinois slight favorite now. The big yeah. thing is that Illinois pressure bothered UCLA big time. Like actual full court trapping. And Tiger Campbell is a better point guard than Kihei Clark to me. And maybe they mm-hmm. shift some some more of the ball handling responsibilities to Beekman. He's a little taller. He won't be quite as bothered by the length. But I mean, they've got six, seven wings to throw at five nine Kihei Clark. I think that could be a little bit of a problem, even though yeah. Virginia is very well reputed for taking care of the ball. Uh, I think Illinois' pressure is just kind of a different league, and 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 uh, uh, UCLA found that out firsthand. You, Kyle, you mentioned the shooting. Uh, Virginia is fifty-two percent for the year. It won't stay that way. Whether the regression comes hard and fast in one game or yeah, gradually right. over a few games is is something to monitor. Uh, but they're probably going to settle more towards like thirty-six, and that's that's way better than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still a far cry from 52. So curious to see how that goes. Illinois defense really makes you uncomfortable like that. You are not very content where you're at. You're constantly kind of worried about where they're flying around. Uh, So I kind of lean towards Illinois, but I I am not betting this game. Like Matt said, this is a kick your feet up one for me. Next, we'll go to the, the third place, the consolation game out in Vegas, Matthew Baylor and UCLA. And we were, uh, Kind of beating the drum for the Bears, and they got beat like Wrong. a drum by Virginia. Oh, you stepped on my my great my great joke there. I beat like a drum joke. Nah, that's uh, good. Just couldn't that's stop good. Virginia. Do we think they bounce back here against UCLA? They're, they're laying two and a half, so you're you're under that key number three that you love so much. Are you looking at yeah. the Bears here? I wanted to, but I think Virginia sort of exposed Baylor's perimeter defense. Um, I'm not saying this is a bad perimeter defense. I just think we've become accustomed to the standard set by off-night Davian Mitchell, um, Macy Oteague, Jared Butler. I don't think the Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, um, even Keontae George version is quite as stout defensively on the perimeter. And I think it's how you – part of that was why Virginia got the open looks they got. I think they executed extremely well when you have two great passers and ball movers like um, Beekman and Kihei Clark. That's always going to – the ball is never going to stick. But I think Baylor made them look better than they truly are. So I'm kind of transposing that into this game. Um, I think UCLA may have a little outburst scoring-wise. I think they kind of break out of a little bit of a, not a slump, but um, this is one where I think we might be starting to talk seriously about Baylor's defensive concerns after UCLA hangs 80-90 on him today. Kai, it should be a pretty fast-paced game, right? Wow. Maybe that's too high. Sorry, just eight low 80s. the Bears here. <laughs> I, I just, I'm a little worried. I am oh, defensively. Did you jump off the bandwagon. I, I, I know. I, I did. I, I wrote I wrote down hmm. the same thing, like, uh, Baylor's defense not looking quite as locked down. Virginia had a good shooting day. They did, as, they did. They, they hit my chops. As much chops. as Virginia right. fans want to believe that's real, it's not sustainable. It was a good shooting day, but they allowed 1.03 points per possession against Norfolk. Uh, Baylor did. So it's not the same lockdown Bears defense that we've seen in the past. Their offense is still great, though. Like I said, they pretty much got what they wanted against Virginia. They still have elite guard play, a star, Keontae George. 
UCLA's got some guys to throw on him, though. They have a lot of wing options defensively. Um, I'm looking for Baylor to cause some turnovers, Jim, because we mentioned UCLA did actually have some issues with Illinois' pressure. I was surprised by that. Tiger had five turnovers, UCLA 15 overall. Maybe Baylor can cause some havoc in the backcourt. I'm leaning towards a bounce back for them. I'm going Baylor. Yeah, I, I kind of like Baylor here too. I'm not going to totally give up on my preseason number two team because they give up eight threes in eight minutes to Virginia. Eight threes in eight minutes. It's absurd. Like yeah. any team is going to kind of be reeling from that haymaker. And yeah, the defense wasn't great there, but in that stretch, Baylor scored four points themselves in eight minutes. Like it was kind of on the offense too. They had a big surge once they got down and that game started to pinball a little bit more. But I just think they they kind of got a little lax defensively on, against some of that mover blocker stuff. Virginia really, th- this is kind of maybe what we overlooked with Virginia coming into the year was how how much the continuity helps in a system, both both mm-hmm. ends of the floor. Like those guys yep. know how to play off each other in that screening action a lot better this yeah. year. And it showed against Baylor. Um, I, I lean towards Baylor here against UCLA. I just think they're, they're better. And I, I'm not writing off that effort against yep. Virginia, but I'm taking it as one game in a sample size of 35. There's a lot of small just, sample size theater going around. I know. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm putting my hand in the chat. Mom's <laughs> calling me out. Like, I just don't overreact, man. I'm sorry, guys. Sunday scary. is a little shaky this morning. Uh, I know yeah, they're telling uh, me not to overreact, and they're right. I think I, I think they, I have to concede when I'm wrong. I think I'm just chill, man. Baylor's good. Trust the process. <laughs> Trust the there system. You there you go. Yeah. Okay. We'll go to a non-tournament game here before we get to a couple of the championships after chat mob. Houston. Arguably the number one team in the country, maybe getting close to inarguably at this point. They're going on the road to Oregon into the woods, Matt, deep, deep into the woods in, in Eugene. What do we think is uh, going to happen here? Obviously, we love the, the defensive pressure that Houston brings on the perimeter, the versatility, the constant challenging of shots. And Oregon really struggled against UC Irvine. What, what, what do you see in this matchup? This is one where part of me, like my old against the grain self i'm trying to change and evolve as i get older kai would be like oh home dog oregon team i like high palm atmosphere houston can they really be this good but new matt's like no houston is this good a mm-hmm. b the home court will be negated by the houston what let's put this in stone 12-2 run out of the gate right crowd will be completely sucked yeah. out of the building and i think that home dog juice that you're looking for in this type of spot does not apply because houston is the ultimate Mm-hmm. treat these types of road games as business trips they're going to suffocate both the energy out of your opponent and the crowd by association so the line does feel somewhat maybe high for a road um going on the road for, for a team that has like top 25 upside we've seen oregon play kind of jekyll and high but play really good when they have been good so far this year um but houston's yeah. going to negate all that i just think they're such a great road team um first test of the year they want to prove they're all the way legit they haven't quite had like that big marquee test Check, 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 check. Houston here. Easy. Yeah. Long and short, why fade Houston? They're they're right. a perfect 4-0 <laughs> against the spread. They're crushing teams. This is their first real test. That's true. It's their first road game of the season. True road game. That's true. These teams played in Vegas last year, though. Houston won by 29. And you can say Oregon is better this year. They might be. They lost to Irvine. Pepperdine just beat Irvine. Uh, but Houston's definitely better than last year. I think this Houston team is just a juggernaut. They dominated that game last year. They allowed 0.73 points per possession, dominated the boards, the paint, everything. I think they do it again. Minus six. I'm surprised Oregon's taking money. I'll be honest. I lean towards Houston here, Jim. Yeah, you go all the way back to 2020, and Oregon won by 12 in Eugene against against uh, this Houston team. It's obviously totally different guys. Peyton Pritchard mm-hmm. was on that team, and he is not walking through that door for the Ducks here. 
I'm with these guys. Like Houston's just kind of a beast right now. I seen the chat first half Houston. We 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 just put that 12-2 run in stone. If you're going to get like minus three and a half in the first half, yeah, I'm I'm pretty into that with the Cougars. They just few teams come out of the locker room with the same fire that they do. Like they don't have to invent reasons yeah. to be intense. Like it is just ready. It is there right away. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to see Jarris Walker. I think he has a big one today. The freshman coming in. Quincy Garrier, not a great defender in my mind. And I think Walker can really move him around and score on him. So looking at that matchup, big for the Cougars, huge lean towards Houston. If it dips somehow dips below six, I'll probably. Yeah, keep coming in, half. Oregon money. Like Oregon's bigs are kind of brittle. Nate, middle brittle, as we call them. I mean, good luck against Oregon's front line. I'm sorry. I just, that's not going to go well for me. Yeah, yeah. Houston yeah. trying, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. That moves us to the first chat mob section. We've got Kai on czar duty. Kai, what do we got? Starting with the leg show, Western Michigan is minus one and a half against Georgia Southern. Boy, do I hate Georgia Southern, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they covered for me yesterday. They, I appreciated they it. They, they had to hang on for dear life after getting up 19 at halftime. Um, just barely hung on there. But I'm with I'm with Lake Show here. I like Western Michigan. I've been really impressed with them early. I think Matt, we had a pretty solid program rating on them with Hawkins, and it dipped badly uh, with Bates. That kind of like band aid hire they did during the pandemic, and now the new the new hire has them way back up. Stevens, right? Yeah, Stevens is good. Yep, Dwayne yeah. Stevens. And yeah, they just are at a different level with him back in there, closer to the Hawkins level. Uh, I like them, and I don't trust Georgia Southern's offense. At all. Yeah, they're healthy this year too. A pretty good backcourt with Beardis White and uh, Lamar Norman. Like that's not like a, a pushover by any means. Uh, Matt, I totally forgot. I already promised the chat mob. We're going to hit James Madison, North Carolina, because this game starts very soon, about 30 Let's minutes. Let's do it. Spreads back up to 12 here uh, for James Madison. The over got slammed, which makes sense. What do you like in this game? Um, not fading James Madison is what I like. So let me say, uh, I'm not going to bet on James Madison. I think the number was a little bit short, um, but I think James Madison is the ultimate don't get in the way of that steam right now. Just okay. don't. They're, they're that good. They're playing that well. We'll say that. I mean, how good they are, we'll find out as the season goes on. But right now, they're playing like the top yeah. 25 team. And I still lean over. Not covering numbers against, against yep. this lesser company. Down seven at half in Charleston. They were struggling a little bit with yeah. uh, who they just play recently. Yeah, Nor- UNC, Nor- they did this last year. Nor- 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 yeah. Yeah. It's almost like non-con defensive engagement. Sort of like, eh, it's a it's a non-starter for them. Okay. Whatever. Jim, a couple of questions coming in for Nebraska and Arkansas peanut butter. Oh, I kind of like peanut butter. I don't really love Nebraska laying big numbers at home. They are coming off an embarrassing second half at St. John's. Look up that box score if you want to laugh. Just pathetic. Uh, and Pine yeah. Bluff's been pretty darn feisty as an underdog. They haven't covered every game, but they gave TCU a heck of a run. I think they're a lot better than where they're rated, and the number has come down a little bit, but I still lean yeah. towards our boys' peanut butter. Matthew Drake in Wyoming. Can't say Wyoming's been very good this year, but they have been missing Graham E.K. He might just be that important. Who do you like here? Drake is up to minus five currently. Uh, yeah, my wish I made this higher. I Drake's the right side here. I, Wyoming has not looked the same. Um, the quotes from Linder very much explicitly say, we don't really know who we are right now. Um, even like their pace, we thought they played way faster without E.K. They really haven't committed all the way to that. So I just don't know. They're sort of trying to find themselves. I'd lean Drake, even though they're not fully healthy, but getting healthier. They're, they're, yeah, everyone's playing. Penn's getting back in lineup. Yeah, they're healthier. Jim, Jackson State versus Arkansas Little Rock. Plus two Jackson State right now. Man, I think Little Rock is 
terrible. Garbaggio. So it would probably be Jackson State or nothing. I did bet the over here. I think both teams are very willing to run. Not a lot of true bigs on the floor. Like Little Rock is a lot of wing forward tweeners that they're playing in the front court. And I think Jackson State with Mo Williams is going to hit the gas. So uh, I did bet the over there, Kai. All right, Matthew from Shannon. We'll go Georgetown and LaSalle. This one uh, has taken money. Georgetown's taking money, actually. I think they're up to minus four. They're at yeah. minus two, minus two and a half. What, what money have who who is betting on Georgetown? Is my question to the to that. Brave, uh, brave souls to the matchup. Yeah, it's the line short. Sure. Am I going to bet LaSalle two and a half against a more talented four. team? Four. Yeah. Still no. Um, well, no on both sides, but especially no on Georgetown. This is a stay away, folks. Find Brian something Dunphy else versus Patrick Ewing. Just think about. Also, it. that point, you if you're looking at Georgetown. <laughs> Uh, Jim, last one before we're going back to the rundown. Let's do uh, Boston and New Hampshire from Ryan A. It's up to six right now in favor yeah, of Boston. I wanted Boston at one of the lower numbers last night. Looked at it this morning and was like, oh, that's been sniffed out. I think New, New Hampshire had kind of an aberrational first game where they shot the ball really, really well. Boston used a team with a lot of veterans. I, I would definitely lean their way, but the number is kind of out of control, so I can't recommend yeah. it. I can't believe those guys for Boston are still there. Like it's been the same core for four years now. Walter White, Walter White, Jonas Harper, uh, Britton Watts. They're been there for years. Uh, All right, let's get back to the rundown. I got some more holstered. All right. Well, I'm coming right back to you, Kai, for the Hall of Fame tip-off championship. We mentioned Maryland in the opening. You you had your takeaway about them. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Norshad O'Meara because I don't think I was super nice to him on the show yesterday. And yeah, he looked good. 19 and 12, two blocks, mm. seven to 12 shooting. Like he was just a complete beast. He's so broad shouldered that sort of negates uh, his lack of height. And he's, he's very bouncy. Uh, so it, if he held, holds up that well against power competition, like he did yesterday against Providence, then Miami's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you see this one? Does Maryland keep rolling or is it the hurricanes? Yeah, I actually had written down apology to Amir as well. And we did hear the Florida's, <laughs> Florida's coaching staff. Oh, thought he was actually a, Good as well. So I'm I'm gonna give him uh some bump ups in my in my personal personnel ratings, which are non-existent, Matthew. Uh <laughs> like I said, my takeaway, I think Maryland's awesome, man. I'm super impressed. They're four and against the spread, 10 point cover margin right now. Nothing wrong with that. Dante Scott's great. I'm not really to say ready to say Kevin Willard's an upgrade over Turgeon. This is a really experienced oh, team. Oh, I am. This is a really old team. They are very, very old. It's basically last year's team plus Jameer Young, right? I'm sure I'm missing a guy or two in there. but Yeah, effectively, yes. Miami did look good against Providence. Relatively no sweat win. I still think they're, they're dangerous with that backcourt duo. But again, like I've said several times, I still don't trust them. I don't trust that that matchup with Wong and Pack. I'm winning Terps here. I think they have an edge on the defensive end. Oh, I, I like Maryland here. Um, oh, sorry, you said Terps. They said Canes. Yes, I'm with you. Terps. Uh, yeah. Hard agree with Kai. Uh, Turtle, Maryland, Canes, Miami. Got Minus it. one right now. Um, huh. Yeah, it's too short. I'm with you, Maryland. And like even in their first two games, I think they were up way bigger than the final margin indicated. The yes, pressure they, they put on SLU. SLU's, SLU kind of has their own internal offensive issues no, right now with Perkins. We're getting, uh, we're getting to SLU on the outline, don't we? Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll say that. But but Maryland played a part in them looking completely out of sorts on offense. Um, just Donald Carey's got some fluidity to him. Young starting to kind of seize that point guard role. Hart can handle it and create a little bit. Just a lot of versatile dudes they can interchange. Very balanced. You don't you never know where their their scoring punch is coming from. Yeah, I'm just happy. I mentioned yesterday. I have a uh, 30 to one Big Ten flyer on Maryland to win it, and I I like it because the Big Ten, who the hell knows that inbound schedule? You could see Maryland running off 12 and six to start the league. So I like the Terps. Keep riding the wave. 
I was kind of poking through prices yesterday, Matt. I think there's a Maryland 42 to one out there still. Pounce on it. I need to. It's bad. No line. Should have line shot, Matthew. Yeah, Matt doesn't line shot that guy. Nah, I'm uh, loyal Maryland's, to the Rivers, Maryland's obviously. A lot more willing to run offensively. Uh, I actually had a, a Maryland fan in my DMs like, this is so refreshing. Like, they get the ball off the glass, give it to Hakeem Hart, let him run and, and kind of pick out shooters, uh, guys run to the rim. They didn't really do that as much under Turgeon. So, yeah, they, they look better. I also still made Miami a very slight, slight favorite here, like a half point. So I lean that way on the number. Um, I, I like Miami's guards kind of a lot more than I like Maryland's, but uh, this is big time stay away from me. Uh, still figuring out both these teams. And while I've been high on Maryland, I think they're getting decent respect here in the number because, like I said, I made Miami a slight favorite. Hmm. Um, I think there could be a lot of scoring. So I would lean towards over uh, in that game, although they are back-to-back, so be wary. All right, we'll go to the Charleston Classic Championship now, where the host, the Charleston Cougars, are in the title game, hosting Virginia Tech. Kai, we've been impressed with Virginia Tech, but they've kind of let some leads slip, especially mm-hmm. against uh, in the opener against Furman. What do you think this time? Oh, no, that was, that was Penn State. They play in the ODU opener. and Penn State. ODU they and Penn State. They gave yeah. up big leads. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we know Charleston is prone to really erratic play. So this could mm-hmm. be a prime live betting game. If either team gets yeah. up, step in and take points with whoever is down. Uh, anything else for you here, though, pre-tip? Charleston's legit. They continued their tear on Friday. They beat Colorado State by 10. They moved up 53 spots now, Matt, and Kempom from the preseason ranking, which was too low. Market knew that right away. They're awesome on offense. They play a fun style. I'm a big Pat Kelsey fan. They should have some legit fans in the stadium today. I know they're yeah, giving, away, yep. giving away free tickets today. Uh, Pat Kelsey had a nice hype-up video on Twitter. It was very good. But Virginia Tech's better than expected, in my opinion. And Jim was right. They were in control against Old Dominion and Penn State. Had huge leads before giving it up. There's going to be a ton of offense in this game. There's no way Charleston's stopping Virginia Tech. It's not happening. They're not a great defensive team. But I don't think the Hokies are really stopping Charleston either. So I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of points, Matthew. I have a slight lean towards Virginia Tech. I have a slight lean toward Charleston. I'm super impressed with this Cougars team. I market obviously likes them more than anyone. Um, you just watched how all of their games have been bet up from the opener to the close. They, they've taken money consistently. Um, and this does feel a little bit short. I I will say five and a half, um, but it is a home game. I think that's probably priced too much for the market because Virginia Tech has been there all week. Yeah. Right. So it's... Um, but in like the, you know, I think Ken Palm has it as a true home. And I think the market probably is the, the, the odds makers probably baked in some home with that too. So if you're looking back, Charleston, you might be, um, you might be getting shorted a point or two on this line. Um, but if you like them, like I do, I think you back them here, back them small. I know Virginia Tech's a well-coached team, but I'm riding this Pat, this Pat Kelsey momentum. I, I think the line's too short. I, I'm a big fan of Charleston this year. I've bet him a bunch already this season, but Five and a half when I'm giving, I, to answer Cody, I think I gave a half point for home. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah, too much. Just... Like they've been there. There's zero travel. There's total mm-hmm. comfort with the rims and the, and the, uh, just the setup of the gym. So I can't give much of anything for home. And I just, I, I can't get it out of my head that Virginia Tech has really dominated their first two games. Yes, they let the door, uh, the back door open, but I think it's, it's more indicative of who they are that they're able to get ahead against pretty <clears throat> solid competition so far. Um, so lean towards Virginia Tech there for me. I uh, think it could be more of an under game just because I don't think tempo will be crazy. Virginia Tech, it's easier to slow someone down than speed someone up. Hmm. But 
efficiency could be nuts. Both these offenses are really, really lethal. So I agree with the last two comments in the chat. Charleston plus three first half. We know Charleston's second halves have not been a fun ride. Um, but Vontex minus six starting like crazy. I would not take. That's true. Uh, Vontex been been off to a hot start too. They've been up twenty well. both point. games like right away. I'd be, in I'd general, be I think the line's pretty sharp though. I agree with Cody. The line's six, six and a half, five and a half. It's pretty sharp. Uh, hey, speaking of not getting out to good starts, down 20 right away. That was slew yesterday. They got pummeled by Maryland, just never had a chance in that game at all. Now they're taking on Providence, who hung around the entire way with Miami, but never really felt like they were going to win. Like it was kind of 8 mm-hmm. to 10 for almost all the second half. Matt, what are you looking at with this one here? Do the Bills bounce back? Do they sort out the problems that they clearly had yesterday? Or is it is it more of a, a Providence lean for you here? Had Slew been competitive yesterday, I would have been pouncing all over the opener at minus one. But the Javante Perkins does not look right. The offense looks yeah, very herky jerky. And so I saw the lines like that's too low, but I'm gonna pass because there's a chance Slew is in this um there's a slew, there's a chance that they're just on the men for like the next two weeks or a month. I think they're gonna be fine by eight ten play, but right now it's not the slew team that I think we expected. So hard stay away. I think that's a little overreaction. Overreaction? But... It's overreaction Sundays from Eddie Cox. Let's go. Slew just beat Memphis uh, and controlled him the entire yeah, and game. And controlled the whole game. So, most of the game. Yeah. Uh, I agree on Perkins, though. I know he had 17. I'm kind of worried about him, Jim. His gait is hesitant. He, it's awkward. It's like stutter steps. He doesn't really take risks right now with jumping or having explosive plays. He looks like he's afraid to get hurt again, which is understandable, but it's not the same player. He can shoot. That's really all he's doing right now for Slew. I think they get back on track, though. They're too good. I think they're more talented than Providence. Ed Cooley is a better coach than Travis Ford, maybe by a mile. But I think Slew's just too talented here. I'm not really impressed by Providence on either end. And Slew on offense is elite, elite. Yeah, I mentioned yesterday the splits for Cooley as an underdog coach. He's like 58%. Didn't cover yesterday, though. And this is, again, like a really short dog. Really short, yeah. This isn't like, oh, he's catching 10 and he's got to keep a team close. Uh, this is it's almost a pick em game. I lean towards the Bills as well. Uh, the Perkins stuff just really bums me out because mm-hmm. I, I can see that in my future of being super tentative and afraid to get hurt. Uh, so I understand it. But, yeah, they need his scoring pop. And defensively, I mean, they just kind of got shredded by, you know, it's kind of the same thing as that Virginia second half run where if a team hits a few threes in a row in succession early, it just loosens your defense up. Yeah. You kind of start questioning the scouting report. Oh, that, that – 28% shooter hit two threes. Like, what do I do now? Do I stick to the report or do yeah. I have to get out on him? I think that just changed the complexion early. So leaning towards the bills, but yeah, the, the fact that they were non-competitive is, is terrifying. All right, let's get to the last one on the outline here. And I, I kind of squeezed it in because it is a championship game, but we did mm-hmm. not expect it to be the championship. UMass and Charlotte Myrtle beach invitational final here. Hi, we've been driven mad by UMass so far this season, but they've actually been okay against the number. They have been. They, they, against all odds as we watch them. Yeah. Uh, but Charlotte is performing like we thought they would when they hired a Tony Bennett assistant and had pretty decent talent, especially through the portal. Yeah. Where do you land on this game? I think there's kind of a, a nice tug of war here. Yeah, they finally figured it out, Charlotte. It's amazing. Um, don't watch UMass if you bet on UMass. It's one of the most frustrating teams I've seen. Frank Martin's playing 11 or 12 guys. His rotations and his lineups don't make sense half the time. He starts his son. No disrespect. He's not a good basketball player. He's not a Division I player. Uh, he has two bigs, Matt, Levesque and Conte, that he's using to initiate offense at the top of the key, and it makes no sense to me because they can't dribble, they can't shoot, 
They can't pass. Levesque's turnover rate is 35% this year, and we're still swinging it to him at the top of the key every possession. I've his watched pass, too much of that. terrible. He just like, it's I'm like supposed to ne- throw here. Okay. <laughs> yes. He's been a fantastic defender, and they have been really scrappy on the defensive end. However. Yes, right. However, when they went zone last game against Murray State, they got picked apart. They didn't know where they were supposed to be on the floor. Colorado got a ton of open shots. I think they're kind of a powder keg waiting to explode. I think Charlotte's the better play here. They've been excellent, and they're a, a disciplined team in Aron Sanchez. Yeah, I I think UMass is – I don't know if they're a powder keg. I just think they're really volatile at this point in the volatile. season where Martin's trying to figure out a bunch of stuff with a bunch of new guys. And the the big change, I think, this year is that they, Martin is like the ultimate motivator, energizer from a defensive standpoint. So while positionally they may not be very sound yet, whether it's a man or presser, so, you know, they, they, they play hard as, as mm. shit, right? And that's just kind of a Frank Martin staple. And he's got athletes, he's got length. So you put those two together and like the defense is going to be pretty good. And I mean, they beat Colorado handily. Uh, they beat the Murray State team. We were just, you know, showering praise. And so while it's not a fun process to get you to, to a cover, they've been pretty good against the spread 3-1 this season. Now, I know the Towson game still reeks in our memory, Jim, but um, yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't be afraid to back UMass. And I was thinking about coming back, counterpunching against the market that already bet Charlotte up to a favorite on that side. You mentioned Charlotte's a favorite. Wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, Charlotte's up to uh, a favorite UMass now. UMass minus favorite. one at the Rivers. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, UMass. Yeah. Uh, oh. you, you mentioned how volatile they are. Like, I think that's epitomized by RJ Luis and Matt Cross. Like, those guys can be awesome yep. and, like, take over games, or they can be terrible. What was RJ Luis against Towson? I think he was, like, 0 for... Yeah, over, over 10, 10. Over 10 yep. from the field. Like that's over what five against Murray State. Then he had 20 <laughs> against uh, Colorado. Yeah. So, like, you, you know that Fernandes is going to be relatively steady at the point, although Kai's yeah. furious with his free throw shooting. This oh, year. my gosh. He's a terrible free throw shooter. It's been awful. But, uh, like, Weeks and Cross <laughs> and, and uh, Luis, like, those guys are so up and down. They're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I just trust Charlotte a lot more right now. I think they're pretty consistent. Ali Khalifa is a fantastic passing big. Yes. Like he'll throw some back doors if, if UMass overplays here, which I think they will. Take notes, um, Lebec. Yeah, absolutely. Towson killed UMass with back doors. It's a good point, Jim, just to throw in the yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards Charlotte here just because of the more disciplined, steady. Uh, you might, you know, have to live through like a 12 0 UMass run where they look unbelievable, but. I think the metronome of, of the 49ers is going to be steady enough to win. And I, I don't think their talent level is that far below UMass. Uh, all right. That is it. Let's get to chat mob before we hit our best bets, which I believe none have been revealed yet. They have not. Uh, so, so Kai, what do you got? Let's talk Penn State and Colorado State. Interesting matchup here. Matt, thoughts? Uh, two great coaches, two great offenses, the line sharp, another put feet up, get popcorn, watch, no action for me. Maybe a little slight, slight, slightly into Colorado State, slightest. Yeah, plus four and a half, yeah. Penn slightest. State shooting maybe a little bit uh, unsustainable, kind of like Virginia a little bit. Uh, I assume that the over got bet because every Penn State over has gotten bet. Yeah, their efficiency has been wild. They, yeah, they, it's about they're not really playing much faster. They're just no. shooting the crap out of the ball. Yep. Uh, Jim, Kennesaw State and Campbell? Wow, interesting game here. Yeah, all these teams playing these these multi-team events, like multiple games, multiple days. Kennesaw was able to pull one out late yesterday, whereas Campbell had the ultimate collapse. They were up 20 with five minutes left and lost, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so I kind of lean towards Kennesaw. I, I think maybe Campbell's going to be reeling from that a bit, and I think mm. Kennesaw's better. Uh, so I would lean towards the Owls. Man, Kennesaw's feisty this year. Look out for those Owls, baby. Uh, Matt, you got DePaul and Oklahoma State, which should be a really pretty game. 
the Yorane Bowl, right? Yeah. I don't Shouts know if he's in. He, he missed he, last he's, game. He's yeah. officially out, I think. Uh-huh. And that is the key part of this handicap. I always say injuries don't matter until they do. And this one, I think DePaul being down their two main front court pieces against Oklahoma State's just towering front line is going to be a problem. I'm not saying they're going to kill him on offense, but I don't see how DePaul scores anywhere inside 10 feet today. Uh, all right. How about AM and Loyola? I'll take this one. Boy, Loyola, <laughs> Loyola's been terrible this year. AM has too, but I've been way, way uh, more down on Loyola. They've started terrible. I have a lean towards AM at minus four and a half, minus five. I need to get back on track. AM pressures, and Loyola is punting yes. the ball in the stance. Like they it's turn really it over 25 weird. times a game. Yeah. That's terrible. It's strange. Marquise Kennedy is coming back from injury. He is playing. Helps I'm not lot. sure he's confident. He played last game, came off the bench. I don't think he's confident quite yet in himself. Uh, we'll see how he does today. Braden Norris broken. Make a jump shot, my king. Four of yeah. 24 from three. Yeah, I know. Um, next game, Colorado, Boise. Boise hasn't looked great either, Jim. I don't know. I don't, what do you think? Selling Boise. No, I I don't know what to think of either of these two. I mean, Colorado's the ultimate like whack-a-mole team or... Either they're whack-a-mole or they are one good, one bad, one good, one bad. I believe that would put them due for a bad performance here. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you want to keep an eye on that trend, uh, them just not really being consistent enough to sustain over a couple of games. I do think Boise is relatively competent. competent. They took care of Loyola. I, think that, I thought that was a solid bounce-back yeah. effort after uh, getting buried in the opener. I would lean towards Boise here, uh, but not strong and not betting it. Better Hoosiers are 27 and a half point favorites over Miami of Ohio. That seems high. Does it? I don't think it does. Miami of Ohio is broken right now. Injuries, the roster's talent. Yeah, I didn't take or Travis Steele. Travis Steele comes to uh I guess he's been to Bloomington before, right? He, Xavier, I do I don't know if you played. I don't know. Anyway. I was thinking of that because they just played Xavier. And so yes, weird you're right. Connection. Irrelevant. Disregard <laughs> yeah. all of that. I think Indiana smashes here, even though it is a dead, dead, dead spot on a Sunday after the Dick Xavier win. Um, I do think Indiana takes care of business pretty easily. Yeah. Jim, if you're fair- going to back Miami, I would do it first half. Yes. Fairly Dickinson, VMI. Fairly Dickinson, minus five against VMI right now. Yeah, this has gotten um, bet up. I I had sniffed out that I thought VMI was terrible to start the year, and the market has like caught on very quickly. Did not help that they lost by 1,000 to SIUE yesterday, which just tells you how bad they are, tells the market how bad they are. I'm starting to already lose value on, on fading them, but I think this is one where FDU is good and VMI stinks, but unfortunately, there's no value on that number. Uh, I might as well say it now. Tomorrow's show is going to be an hour earlier, guys. We're going to start at 11 a.m. Central. Hopefully, all this week tips. Yeah, yeah so we can get this, early, early takes in. Yep. Uh, last one here, and then we'll hit our best bets. Jim, it's Green Bay, and they're playing a team that I can't read. I forgot what I wrote down. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't read. I don't even remember who they're playing. They're, oh, playing, they're playing Utah, Utah Valley. Valley. Utah Valley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on the island, out in uh, the Caribbean there. I lean towards the under. This game should be super, super slow, but the number is relatively low and in- indicates that. Matt, the wow, Green Bay I've... took money. Green Bay yeah, took money. It's down wow. to 12. Utah Valley should smash them on, on talent, but I think Green Bay can be a feisty dog because of the system they run and how slow they play. So yeah. I didn't end up wagering here. Yep. All right, Jim, let's hit best bets, man. Okie dokie. Well, uh, I believe, Kai, you are first on the it's best me. bet listing, so hit them. <clears throat> Charlton State, plus five, is my best bet. They are a very good underdog. They play extremely tough. They lead the nation in free throw rate. Five and a half, if you want it. 
Is it really a Bet Rivers? Uh, Bet Rivers. Yep. Thank I'm you. Bet Rivers. I'm taking the hook, baby. Uh, seventy-seven point one percent free throw rate. That's eleven percentage points higher than the second highest team in the country. They attack the rim with reckless abandon. It's crazy. Billy Gillespie. Whatever you think about him, he is a pretty good coach. And I think BC is still vulnerable, Matt. They had a nice bounce back against George Mason, but I think Tarleton's going to turn him over. I'm going to punt, they're going to punch him in the mouth a little bit. It's going to be an ugly game. I think Texans could even win outright. I like Tarleton plus five and a half. Best bet. Love that bet. My King Freddie Hicks got back Thanks last game. I'm going to knock him with you that comment. Appreciate um, it. I'll knock, I'll knock with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can, you can jinx my bet as I will reveal right now. Santa Clara rolling with AirPods. Love that bet. Brandon Pajipski <laughs> and the squad. Um, disrespectful line against DePaul winner for me and those who followed and another disrespectful line, in my opinion, as a dog against UCF, I know CF's talented. I know they're athletic, I know they're long. They just laid waste to a team that is all of those things too. Um, I don't think UCF is like categorically more talented or more athletic or better coach than DePaul. So it's almost like they're just going to beat the same team. I just looked in the mirror against, um, out execute them a little bit worried that they're going to be down their primary ball handler, uh, presumably with, uh, Stewart, right? Stewart, no, Tom Carlos Stewart. Marshall missed last. Carlos Marshall, Marshall. Not, yeah, Marshall missed. Um, but they got enough. They're, they're, they're deepish. They're deep enough. I think they're going to win win the battle up front too. Matt, do you think UCF's opponents will continue to shoot twenty three percent from deep? I don't. Uh, no, AirPods is going to make twenty three threes today, and no, I don't know. But you, that, that's you're right. That's another point in my favor. Another feather in my calf. AirPods was like a little gimpy. In the, at the end of their last game, like he, anytime the game wasn't going on, he would be a little gimpy. And then when he was playing, he was like turbo, Owning. totally fine. Yep. Uh, and they had a day off, so I'm not as worried about that. I think he'll be able to to recoup from that. Uh, my best bet, of course, and under Southeast Louisiana and App State. Southeastern Louisiana is coming off that insane comeback, the aforementioned Campbell collapse. Uh, so they just total late rally. They're only 96 points in that game with five minutes left. Like that, had, the under had no ch- or the over had no chance. Uh, but I think that's indicative of the, the pace that Sela can be forced to play and app state they're at home here. I think they'll be able to control the tempo, keep it slow. And just that emotional high that Southeastern Louisiana, Louisiana was on, I think leads to maybe a little bit of a hangover effort offensively here. So slow and hopefully inefficient. Give that to me. I'll take it under 137 for Southeastern Louisiana and app state that wraps it up. That's our show. World Cup is going on right now. It started. Wow. Uh, We're rooting for a little bit. Matt, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for the U.S. men's national team. That's, that's oh, okay. I'm in today's game, Jim. Come on. In the opener. <laughs> Qatar, the, you know, we, we have to fake Qatar, right? We're not rooting for the host country. Well, they're getting smashed already. So good. Don't worry good. about it. That's, good. Uh, that's it. NFL later, but watch college basketball. Amazing slate. And tremendous. We're going to have our feet kicked up and, and watching all these games later. Hold you should, too. But best of luck on your bets. We'll see you back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. See you then.